Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Father Daughter First Down. I'm Maya. And I'm Joey. This week, another loss, unfortunate loss, but I will say I wasn't that upset about this one because I saw so much improvement. Really? I did. Well, we'll talk about that. We're at the halfway point, Maya, and we're three and five, and I think we're going backwards. So you want to just get into the good? Let's start with the good. You saw improvement. Where did you see improvement? The offense. I mean, Justin Fields looked like almost like how he did, you know, in college. He just seems to be improving so much more. I think that could also be because Nagy wasn't in his ear all week, you know, having to make the same dumb plays he always does. He just seemed more comfortable out on the field. He ran the ball more. Um, I don't know what else to say, but he, we use the tight ends more. I was thrilled about that. Even without Jimmy Graham, um, Jesse James, you know, threading the needle to him in the end zone. That was, you know, an unbelievable touchdown. So to have, you know, the use of the tight ends, Cole Komet should not have dropped that pass in the end zone, but, you know, Justin Fields looked really good. Like I'm not going to hate on him as much and say that we shouldn't have taken him this episode because I was really happy and impressed with the athleticism that I saw out of him this week. Justin definitely showed improvement and growth and uh, the bears offense uh, put up 22 points, obviously still not enough points to win in the NFL as we saw. Um, I thought the good was that, that our head coach wasn't there. The uh, interim coach seemed to uh, do okay. Um, it would have been a very interesting episode if the Bears would have won. The chatter around town would have been, what do we need a head coach for? So um, our head coach uh, has one of his nine lives uh, left over, and he continues to coach. We'll see if he coaches this week. I assume he will. The um, I think he called in in the middle of the third quarter or maybe at halftime. And that's when everything kind of went went south. Oh, Oh, you know what? That's a, you know what? It's an interesting, did you hear that? Is that, uh, no, I honestly, that that wasn't even in my notes for this episode. I just made that up on the spot right now and I'm going with it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I think the team was definitely looser. They came out, they, they seemed, uh, very comfortable, But you know what? The Bears consistently, and this is a coaching thing, they come out after halftime, and it seems like the other team always makes adjustments. We were running the ball really well with Herbert in the first half, and it just got totally shut down in the second half. Absolutely. I mean, they made the right adjustments. Right. What, what, What sort of is concerning to me or what an observation I made, there was at least two rookie quarterbacks in the NFL this week that got starts that I've never heard of one for the Cowboys. What's his name? Rush. Uh, Rush, not Romo. Rush. Thank you. From Western Michigan. And then there was a Mike White who quarterbacked the Jets to a victory over the Cincinnati Bengals, who we cannot figure out. Uh, They look like a playoff team the last couple of weeks, beating Baltimore and really on the rise only to lose to a rookie quarterback and the New York Jets. Um, The only Mike White I know was a former coach of the Illini who coached the 
the fighting Illini to a Rose Bowl before you were born, the Jack Trudeau days. But you're, well, you're- the only thing I've gotten out of that little tangent you just went on that I kind of zoned out for was that the Bengals are unpredictable and I would not put money on the Bengals because you never know what's going to happen with them, clearly, the to lose to the Jets. Other rookie quarterbacks are lighting it up once they get on the field somehow. Both these quarterbacks led their teams to victories, threw for over 300 yards, and when Justin Fields throws for 120 and improves to 150, we all think, you know, he, he's improving. Yes, he's improving. He made quicker decisions. He is growing. But, boy, would it be nice to see Justin throw for 300 yards like these two other quarterbacks who we've never heard of. It would be nice to see. It would be nice to see Justin throw the ball over 20 yards. That's my other fear about Justin and why another reason why I'm skeptical of him. I have not seen him throw a completed pass downfield because every other pass I've seen, you know, that he can throw downfield is either incomplete or it ends up in the hands of the other team. Okay, let's move on to the bad. What's your bad? Oh, I know I'm going to get roasted for this one, but honestly, my bad this week would be the penalties. We keep having, you know, these offensive penalties that are really screwing us up. Number 68, Daniels. And then we kept getting called for the exact same thing over and over again. That was, you know, that we had, you know, a player who was, what was it called? Um, Help me. Illegal man downfield. Thank you. Illegal man downfield. And and the offensive holding just coming at bad times, coming, you know, uh, holding is is always a drive killer, but uh, they never come at a good time. And the uh, illegal, what happens with the illegal man downfield is when Justin is freelancing and they're thinking he, he may be running, the linemen may get ahead of themselves and they start pushing up field when if he makes a pass, then they'll throw that flag. And I think that could be part of it. I'm going to tell you my ugly. No, you're bad. We're on the bad still. Oh, we're on the bad. We're on the, we're bad. On the bad. Okay. Don't I'm get ahead of yourself. Down. Okay. So we were at the game. Beautiful day. We're with our family. We're, we're, I would like to preface this. With your grandfather. No, no. Let me go. Wait, wait. Can I? No, no, no. Let me just say, we are not allowed to sit next to each other at we the did. game. We, we did. did it. We're not allowed to. Our family does not allow us to sit next to each other at the game because they'll so just here be we are so annoyed by us. On a beautiful fall afternoon. And like... Three minutes into the game, you lean over to me and you whisper, you know, I'm rooting for both teams because you know I love Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm like, what? That was bad. That was bad. That made me mad. That was uncalled for. And then every time Jimmy Garoppolo made a play, you're like looking over at me and smiling like like you're so happy. We're at a Bears Look, game. I, was, I would have never taken you to the bit. By the way, next time you're in love with a quarterback, you're not coming to the game with me. You're on your own. Okay. Can I just say I've consistently been a Garoppolo fan for several reasons. And you're fixing your hair like you're talking to Garoppolo. He's, he's <laughs> not watching this. I know he's not watching this, but the thing is, is that I'm a Garoppolo fan, and I I just wanted a good game. I wanted him to succeed. He clearly did. He didn't get sacked, which is what we'll get into later. But 
I'm a fan. I'm allowed to be a fan of other players on other teams. And that gets into the ugly. No defense, no sacks, no turnovers. Jimmy Garoppolo came out too clean. You know, way too clean. San Francisco, I learned, has four offensive linemen that were all first round draft choices. That organization from the top down knows how to build a football team. That's how you build a football team. That's what we don't have. That, that goes with ownership, that goes with coaching. I mean, it's anyway, the owners. Do you have an I, ugly? I do have an ugly. I have a really bad ugly, and that is our defense. And that is Jimmy not getting sacked. Not having Khalil Mack is not an excuse. We had every other player healthy for the most yeah. part besides the uh, player of the game. Eddie Jackson comes up limp. Yeah, Jackson. Totally lame. That guy gets paid so much money, and I don't even – I just don't think he felt like playing yesterday. No, our defense was asleep. It was embarrassing. Typically, I'm never worried about our defense. I will say in the first half, our defense was playing your typical Bears bend, but not breaking. The, The San Francisco came out. What I kept on seeing throughout the game, though, was our defensive backs being blocked like crazy, like, like they couldn't fight off any blocks. And then as it got into the second half and after the field's touchdown that made it a one point game, because we missed an extra point. It just, the the defense just was a sieve. It was, it was embarrassing. It was like, I mean, they bulldozed our defense. They bulldozed our defense into the end zone at one point. Yards for that running touchdown. That it was embarrassing. Right in front of us. That was right in front of us. That was that was sickening. That was really really ugly. I was just watching that with like my jaw on the floor because I was like, "How is this happening? Like, how can they not tackle?" It was terrible. The one good defensive player who really was probably the only one who was awake and motivated to play. On Sunday was uh, Houston Carson. I think he's a very solid defensive player. Uh, I have not seen him get injured in the last couple of years he's been on the team. I'm hoping he doesn't get injured. I don't want to jinx that. But every single time there was, you know, a big play, a big run, he was the one going after it and getting that tackle. So he, he was the he one that played was, well. He was running downfield. He was doing the best he could. He made a, a couple tackles 15, 16 yards down the field. You don't see that too often. I mean, no, he's a big guy. Nowhere. Our linebackers were, were, were nowhere. I mean, it was atrocious. This was actually a decent game, but the fourth quarter, it just really showed who was the better team. They gave up that, that, that Pat, that um, lateral type screen pass to Debo Samuel that went for 80 yards and an apparent touchdown. They ended up marking it at the one yard line, but that play really, um, you and know, that was really Houston tough. Carson with the tackle. Well, great. It was 80 yards later. It's uh, too little, too late. But that right. that play epitomized as well as that six-yard uh, mosh pit of, um, you know, jumping on the on the running back and, and them pushing him into the end zone epitomized the ugliness of the defense. It was very, very disappointing considering that the offense did show up. And that brings us to – our sauciest play of the game, which is being sponsored by our very first sponsor. Do you know who that is, Maya? I do. I'd love for you to introduce them. My Dad's Barbecue at www.mydadsbarbecue.com. 
our good friends from Deerfield who produce my dad's barbecue sauce. And uh, we're going to introduce the sauciest play of the day, which came from none other than Justin Fields and that incredible electric 22 yard run where he zigzagged and found his way into the end zone. That was a beautiful play, which really gave us a taste of what hopefully is a lot of excitement from Justin to come. But you know what? He still needs a full team around him. And he needs a defense to stop the other team's offense in order for us to win games. Yeah. But that really also showed playing San Francisco also showed me that we really just need an O-line. You build your O-line, you build your foundation. You know, I, I still can't get over the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff, though. There was a lot of San Francisco fans in the stands. I know a lot. You know, like Jimmy a lot, a lot. Chicago. But to sit next to you and have to look at you every time Jimmy made a play, let alone two touchdown runs. It was great. I was sick to my stomach. In fact, even I wasn't the- cheering. I was just smiling was really on the favor. inside. Any games that we just warn me of these other players that you may have a crush on. It's just player. Jimmy. It's oh, just yeah, Jimmy. Say that today, it will be somebody else. Tomorrow. No, I don't think so. I know you. I know. Okay. You. Okay. Do we want to talk about the future? One more point before we get to the future. I do another thing that I liked about this game and because I saw improvement was can we talk about the fact that the San Francisco punter never came on the field and our punter did not come out on the field until the third quarter. We are used to seeing Pat O'Donnell come out at least two times within the first couple minutes of the game. Our our offense had sustained drives, I think, on one field goal drive, we had the ball for over eight minutes. We won the game of possession. I think we almost doubled up on time of possession compared to San Francisco. San Francisco had the ball less because they had big plays. Right. And those big plays turned into points. And we cannot settle for field goals all the time. When we're in the red zone, we have to score. I mean, it's great that we're controlling the ball. We're getting first downs more than we have in the past. But we've got to cross the end zone. We've got to get touchdowns. Absolutely. And I also think something that really worked to our advantage is the fact that the 49ers kicker, who actually is a former Chicago Bear, Robbie Gold, super talented, like one of the best kickers in the league. Bears history, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't, you know, active. He was on the injured reserve list. So that also combined with that, you have a very windy soldier field which most kickers are not prepared for although um our kicker Cairo had his first miss in a very very long time I wasn't that mad about it you know kicking in soldier field is really difficult to do he just barely missed and with the wind conditions on the field you know it wasn't a Cody Parkey situation so I can I'm forgive I'm still confident in Cairo Santos he's a good yes a hundred percent confident in Cairo bottom Santos line is still. you should never rely on a kicker to win a game if you are you're 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 putting all that all that effort mm-hmm. into a guy's foot and many games come down to a field goal or an extra point um, but you never want it to, to happen that way if you, if no. you can help it. All right, Let's next week. About, uh, we got Monday Night Football coming up. Oh, that makes me nervous. I don't like the Road Bears on prime time. What? In Pittsburgh, Monday in Night. In Pittsburgh. Prime time. Oh. Pittsburgh beat Cleveland at Cleveland this week. 
And it looks like, you know, Pittsburgh always has a good defense. Yes. And they have a wonderful history of uh, a wonderful record on national TV, let alone Monday Night Football, which the Bears do not. Well, they got two Watt brothers. They got their two Watt brothers on defense. One of them being the highest paid defensive player in the league or had signed the highest contract. Oh, it wasn't from, from the Chargers. But anyway... I, this this oh, is why on the this could be worse than the bucket. This could be, I mean, the only thing we've got going for us is that they've got old Ben, another future Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's not the Ben he was, you know, in his prime. He's definitely past his prime. So it'll really, be, I think this could be a low scoring game. But if our defense plays like they did in the fourth quarter, who knows? We really have to focus on our defense for this game and our O-line because that defense, the Steelers' defense, is tough as hell. And they will eat Justin Fields for breakfast. It could be ugly. It It could could be be ugly. ugly. But But also, at the same time, I see our defense, hopefully, if they play like the old defense, the Bears, you know, the monsters of the midway that I know that they – can be I do see Ben also getting sacked a few times you definitely need Khalil Mack he definitely is a factor he was missed last week but I you know you're you're right people got to step up and if he's not going to be playing um I'm worried that the defense could be going south as as the arrow is pointing up for the offense I think you know a lot of these uh, defensive players are are maybe past their prime maybe we missed the window of their of their peak and uh their arrow could be going down. Yeah. So I, I want to thank our, our um, watchers again, our listeners. Uh, we send this out on YouTube and on Spotify. Maya, you want to talk about how people can follow us otherwise and, and give us feedback? Yes. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Father Daughter First Down. Um, and our Spotify channel. Please like us on YouTube. Tell your friends, tell your family, get the word out. We do all of our emails at father daughter first down. And we are working to respond to all of them because we really do appreciate everyone who takes the time and listen to us kind of banter. We hope that everyone who listens has as much fun listening to us as we do you know, kind of arguing a little with each other. Um, but it's all in good fun. And we really do appreciate all the support and feedback that we have gotten thus far. You seem we like do. too happy after like this game because, and I think it's all about Jimmy Garoppolo and it's a little upsetting with me. I okay. Just it is not because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm happy to be doing this podcast. It's been fun, okay. but no. Okay. All joking aside, I was actually, even though we lost, it was the best playing I have seen the Bears do with Justin Fields as quarterback all year long. So that made me happy. It also seemed like we, for the first time in a while, actually had a fair and even matchup. Up until the end. Up until the end. But I feel like that happens a lot. You know, one team will give up or whatnot people go down with injuries very disappointing 
very disappointing. We also, I really think going into next week, we have to figure out how to utilize Cleo Herber in the run game because, you know, they're going to be prepared for that, the Steelers. And we're they're, going, they're going into a bye week. So the guys who have the opportunity to play got to lay it on the line because, uh, you know, if, if this season continues to go the way it is, everyone's expendable. So these guys are fighting for jobs. They're fighting for their future, whether it's with the Chicago Bears or another team in the NFL. So you're going to see guys hopefully, hopefully not giving up and, and getting after yeah. it. Well, the trade deadline um, is coming up, which, you know, is exciting and nerve wracking, but let's do a Let's do a score prediction. And then maybe next week we can get into all the I'm going to say the Bears, the Bears are going to lose 21-17 this game. You know what? I'm going to second that because – second it. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll figure out. Okay, so let's do – I think they're going to lose 25-20, which okay. I know is a weird score, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. Thank you guys for watching. And one, two, three, bear, bear down. down.